from the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington. This is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. A House plan that would require warrants for government access to personal and business emails attracted more than 300 sponsors, as well as support from technology giants like Google. You'd think it could have passed without a hitch. But instead, the measure has stalled due to concerns from law enforcement and federal agencies that want exceptions to the rule. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ technology reporter Alicia Green. So we have a classic Washington story, an effort to update an outdated law that's gone sour. In this case, it was a 1986 electronic communications law that didn't anticipate email or the privacy concerns that we're dealing with today, right? Right. They certainly didn't anticipate the way email would become part of daily life, and they couldn't have anticipated just how much technology would change in the past 30 years. Back then, people didn't keep email very long. Those emails took up space when they were downloaded on computers, on people's hard drives. But now there's increasing use of the cloud, which just refers to a network of remote servers. So emails are stored in these servers owned by email providers like Google and Yahoo. That means people can and often do keep email for years. It's not taking up any space on their computers to do so. Government can now access emails without a warrant if they're stored for more than 180 days on those servers. Uh, This plan would instead require a warrant no matter how long the emails have been stored? That's something that really has broad support. People say, you know, now that people can store emails for so long, why have any kind of a threshold to treat emails differently based on how long they've been around? There isn't that kind of a threshold, certainly, for physical search warrants, and people want their electronic communications to be treated just the same way as physical communication like mail. Now, you write that while no one has opposed treating all email the same, other parts of the legislation are problematic, naturally the devil in the details. The Securities and Exchange Commission, for instance, is one government agency that has some real concerns. So the SEC does a lot of civil investigations, obviously, and they can issue a subpoena to an individual, and they don't have a problem with that. But people might not always be so forthcoming with all of the information if they're the target of an investigation. So in those cases, the SEC says it needs to be able to go directly to an internet service provider for information. But under this legislation, they would have to do that with a warrant. Since the SEC is a civil agency, they don't have access to warrants. They say they should be able to use something like a court order to obtain information directly from an internet service provider. So obviously companies like Google take issue with this. They say the SEC and other civil agencies have other ways to get info. They really shouldn't be going to the Internet service providers. Now adding some star power to this debate, the high-profile entrepreneur and Dallas Mavericks team owner Mark Cuban takes issue with the SEC's stance. What's he have to do with all this? He has been the target of an investigation by the SEC for alleged insider trading. He actually wrote a letter to uh, House members saying, you know, the SEC has other ways to get information. I know this firsthand. They don't need an exception to the warrant requirement. Now, House Judiciary Chairman Bob Goodlett of Virginia also has problems with this uh, bill, right? Right. So he has hinted in his opening remarks at a hearing on this that he really is concerned about these issues that the SEC and other civil agencies have pointed out. And actually, even the Justice Department has said that for its civil litigators, this warrant requirement could be an issue. 
So even though this bill has the support of more than half of the House Judiciary Committee, Bob Goodlatte is not one of them. And obviously he can choose to hold this bill as long as he wants to, or he can continue to press for changes. So if this bill remains bottled up in House committee, could there be changes to the current law via other legislation? We hear there's another pair of bills that are backed by Microsoft. Right. So Microsoft has its own pair of bills in the House and Senate that would prohibit law enforcement agencies from compelling these tech companies to turn over information on foreign customers, and it would require a warrant for turning over information on U.S. customers. Now, Microsoft is pushing these bills because it's been battling the Justice Department in court over whether the government can force the company to turn over emails that they have in a data center in Ireland. Uh, Justice Department says it needs these. It's part of an investigation into a case over alleged drug trafficking. And if these emails were in a U.S. data center instead of in Ireland, uh, the Department of Justice could access those with a warrant. So do the Microsoft-backed bills have nearly as much support as the email privacy plan? No. Even though these Microsoft-backed bills, uh, the House version has more than 120 co-sponsors. That doesn't come near to the more than 300 co-sponsors of the Email Privacy Act. And there's actually not as much broad support in the tech sector either. One of the lead co-sponsors for the Email Privacy Act, Representative Kevin Yoder, has said he doesn't want to see parts of those Microsoft-backed bills added into his CQ technology reporter Alicia Green on the challenges of updating a 1986 law for today's information age. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now, and you can download our podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud.